This podcast was produced by Sean Western Media. So what do you think about um, being out and about in the fresh air and in the lovely great British countryside during lockdown? I'm surprised how easy it is to podcast in the outdoors with the wind, with the rain, with the mud, with the children screaming, wanting to go back to school. Well, actually, it sounds so beautiful. Um, it's probably because it's fake. <laughs> it's a lovely soundtrack. I thought we'd get us out of the Italian cafe for a little bit and have this beautiful countryside soundtrack, even though we're still actually in a cupboard. We're still trapped in a cupboard. <laughs> and have been for some time. Bring us food. I'm looking wistfully outside. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about things such as a lockdown mm. and a, other crises. How to handle a crisis. How do communications departments handle crises? Crises. I've got to get used to saying that. Well, I think you see a lot of communicators these days looking rather grey, don't you? What do you mean ashen-faced? <laughs> ashen-faced and grey-haired. What do they say about football managers and prime ministers? They get very old very quickly. Although football managers are paid rather more than prime ministers. Think of the book tour. Think of the book tour. We're on that as well because part of dealing with a crisis is leadership. But yeah. do we look too much do you think do we over rely on leaders to get us out of crises when it, it it should be everybody's responsibility there's a lot of pressure on people isn't there in in those senior posts to be the ones who do it who, who drag you out of it and get move you forward but it's got to be everybody hasn't it yeah has got to be everybody you know the last few weeks we've been talking a lot about mental health and on this podcast we did last week as well and it must be very difficult to be in a position of authority and leading an organization at a time like this mustn't it um, to keep positive and keep driving people forward so you need everyone to be at that space but we do have that dependency i call it a dependency yeah. and it, it happened last year as well during the lockdown where people are constantly needing to be told to do something or not do something yes. instead of relying on their own common sense well i think that's also in businesses we yes look to leaders to say what they should or shouldn't be doing instead of saying, actually, here's what we should or shouldn't be doing. And also should and shouldn't say yeah. all the time. People want that detail of everything they should possibly say about everything. I know, instead of thinking for themselves. If you're a manager, a line manager or a manager of a big team, it's part of your job to be a good communicator and to understand what you need to say and search out for it as well, isn't it? Mm. It, it can't just be about letting somebody else do it all the time. So... I think the same it happens in a crisis. And who do, who do you look to in a crisis? You look to the natural leader. But say you, were, um, you are part of the thing that's going to get you out of the, the crisis, right? And the crisis could be anything. It's not necessarily a pandemic here. It could be massive redundancies. The business hasn't yep. done well. It's closing in a fortnight. Kind of, that's a crisis, right? Or someone in the office has passed away. Yep. That's a crisis. And then... You can't just look to the leader or no. your managers to look for that. So I think it's part of a plan. What do they call it? What's that word? Contingency. When you have so you plan for the event that something might happen. You don't know what it's going to be. Are comms teams good at having contingency plans, or is that something that's not quite talked about these days? I think they do have contingency plans. I think they understand what they need to do in a crisis. I think you'd see crisis plans are quite a big part of a professional communications team. I'd hope so. You'd hope so. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope Absolutely. So. But I mean, let's take one of the examples you talked about, redundancy. There's a lot of focus in a redundancy if it's mass scale. So thinking it's hundreds of people, say, 
one person, one leader can't do all of that on their own, can mm, they? No. Plus, I don't know about you, but if I was being made redundant, I would much rather hear from my own manager than somebody I've never met who sits in an office somewhere else hundreds of miles away mm. or thousands of miles away perhaps if it's a global organisation so oh you mean that George Clooney thing that we, we did last season oh yeah where his job was to go uh, up in the air yeah. where his job was to go around telling people you've lost your job here's the plan <laughs> it's awful, here's the package it? to take you away but that's the opposite of what you would want isn't it you definitely want to hear it from the person closest to you but, but often that manager doesn't want to do it because they're too close to you so is the role of the communicators then to one help prep those people to have those conversations yeah. because it's hard it's hard for everybody so what's the best way to do that so help them to do that and also to help them with what they should be saying because i guess in a crisis there's going to be natural things they want to say but if it's something like a redundancy there's going to be things that they legally need to say as well and be very very clear and transparent about what those things are yes and how the plan's going to work because you've got to think of that person first. It's a person that this is happening to. It's not you, mm. the one delivering the message. It's not happening to you. It could also be happening to you. But And they're a person, so they're obviously going to be upset and worried. And so you need to be really truthful. That open transparency thing we talk about a lot, that's the big important thing. So be fair to that person rather than thinking about yourself as much as possible. What about generic crises that are not so individual but affect everybody so let me think for example how about um how about the rent is up on our office very soon and we're having to clear out and go somewhere else you know that sort of yeah. global we've got two months left in our building yeah we're talking about having a good well-maintained intranet now aren't we to get the consistent mm. messages out all the time or not um good communication it, it's not necessarily a crisis, but it's something big happening to the business. So say you're moving office, for example. Hmm. Some people will be really happy about it. Others are not going to be happy about it. But any change is tough, isn't it? That could be an individual crisis for yeah, someone. Yeah, because it means they're not next door to where they live now. They're going to be 20 miles away. Exactly. From so yeah. there's all that to work around. But I think some people in organisations have been there forever mm. they're used to going somewhere they, they're they comfortable they have their routine they've had their routine for years and years and that's changing so you've got to be have a lot of empathy for people when you're leaving it's not as simple as this office is broken and the new one's better let's go but it's not realistic to talk to each of those people individually sometimes it's not but you may have to but what tools do you need for when you can't say it's a big organisation some people are actually abroad you have to rely on your newsletters your email correspondence your intranet don't you yeah you do your podcasts yeah absolutely i think like any it's just like everything we've ever talked about you have different channels for different audiences and you're going to have to have multiple different ones to reach all the people that you need to so have lots of different ways of getting through to people there are going to be people who like a poster that's where they're going to see it in the you know in the cafe or something they're going to read that poster and not going to read the email that they get along with the other 3000 they get that day some people are only ever in the cafe not doing very much work yeah. at all and that's the only thing they're going to see exactly <laughs> but that might just be they may respond to something visual hmm. i know that's something that you you know you like as well it attracts you as well doesn't yeah. it yeah so or audio in this in this case of a podcast they might just want to listen to it or watch that video or whatever it is so yeah you would have to have lots of different ways of getting and be to consistent it. across those channels with that message so that it's not different on every on every channel because mm. i guess that could be tough couldn't it because you have an intranet manager and the comms person who is in touch with the intranet manager here's the message that needs to go on the intranet this afternoon but then perhaps 
po- it doesn't match the poster that you've put out and it has a different message. So there's a lot of things to get right and to get consistent from the get-go. Yes, absolutely. It should all be joined up. You should have a plan. Yeah, have a plan. Plan's always a good thing. <laughs>